Hello, welcome good? back. I didn't hear the yeah, can. I didn't, I I didn't hear the can. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Actually, I All think right. I heard a little like. Pss, yeah, it was like a, it was subtle. Could have in the background. All right, but... start it over. Roll it back. <laughs> Take two. No. <laughs> Imagine if we had to do new takes every time Jake didn't like his uh his can opening. Oh man, take that would be. I would be. I would no... have so many cans to recycle and a lot of flat carbonated water. <laughs> yeah, like um, we probably only would have done like two episodes. Just buy total. like dozens of 12 packs of like we would definitely waters. need a sponsorship from liquid death um yeah. or something like that rockstar bubbly i would take any of them at this point uh <laughs> but i feel like i fucked it up with your question go ahead and introduce the show tyler you you do it oh yeah sure okay do Welcome it back. like in a really you know lively entertaining way too yeah not you like your, yourself not your idiot. usual like you know drab tyler <laughs> wow yeah. wow wow <laughs> Okay, Why don't you ready? do it, Grady? God damn it. You ready? Oh, Jake asked you. Wait, what are Somebody we Somebody do it. All right. Welcome back to What's Your Record. This is season three, episode nine. There was a weird noise there. <laughs> Jake, what did you do? <laughs> um, this, this episode is about new music, uh, Q3 and Q4 included. So stuff that uh -huh. came out basically second half of the year of 2021. From June until now, because we normally try to do one for each quarter, but, uh, you know, it just... We missed Q3, didn't we? We were lagging on Q3. Yeah. And we're almost yeah. at the end of the year now, so we might be doing one more, at least... It'll either be this year or early 2022, but a recap Whoa. of best of the whole year. is less than a month away. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I know. So I figured, yeah, we're going to have to do our list for next next week. Uh, or next month, first yeah, episode do, of the year. Are we gonna do a top ten albums, or what? Are, is that what we did last year? I think I already have. Yeah, I have. I've list. yeah, I've I've got a top ten. Yeah, I've got uh, a top made 10 and too. made and ready to go uh, for for Merry Go Round magazine. So I'll do the the same one, and you know we talk about it. And there's no voting, but you know I think there's gonna be some revamps going on. You know, uh, with like new new rules. New. I, I have a couple new ideas to turn this thing around for season four oh, before yeah. we start lulling in the ratings. You we know? gotta yeah, we definitely gotta make some new rules. We gotta get fresh. those you know get the attention of those young kids. Maybe we'll do more Fortnite references or something. No, we gotta get on TikTok and all but we should do this over the corporate dinner with all our funds that are amassing oh, uh, true. We, we definitely do should do that. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, we should have an end of the year corporate dinner because uh, there's a there's a good chunk yeah. of change in our. Uh, it's not a Patreon; it's through Anchor. Thank you, but, Francie. Uh, thank Based. you, Francie. Based. You'll be buying <laughs> us a very nice, nice dinner. Yeah. Um, that'll be good. Yeah. So I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I had to. It took me a long time to like go back over the past six months. I was the one that asked if we could add quarter three, like not only because we didn't do it, but I feel like especially the last, just so much shit has been going on, you know, the past couple months that I kind of dropped off listening to new albums, even though I know there I mean, were some, some big ones. Like I haven't even listened to Taylor's version of red yet. Well, you know, I mean, well, I mean, as long as you listen to Daisy's album, I think we're good. I did. Yeah. I was. I legally. I. I had to a lot of times. No, That's honestly though, <laughs> to be real with you, I thought Q3 and Q4 of 2022 weren't or 2021 weren't um, that exciting in terms of quantity of of like new releases. Quantity or yeah. quality? Well, both. I mean, there weren't like. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just getting spoiled because I feel like the last couple of years has been a lot of really good music 
coming out. But yeah, I don't know. There weren't a ton of albums this year from like the normal bands I listened to that really hit those highs for me. I feel know? like 2020 was a heavy year. Like there's a lot yeah. in 2020. 2020 so maybe I we mean, got... there were a lot of good albums this year. Like, don't get me wrong. Like yeah, there was yeah. a lot of stuff I really liked a lot. But yeah. there also wasn't like usually every year there's one or two albums that like really stand above the rest to me. Um, and, um, I don't... and that album was called Bright Greenfield by Squid. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't. I still to need to give that one year, another but... chance. Oh sure. my god, dude! But, I saw them live. There, that was incredible. Yeah, I don't know. There just there wasn't um, there wasn't anything really this year that was like, you know. Dude, you know what I saw that I year. thought was interesting um, as I was going through albums that I missed in the past six months, and maybe I've just never really paid attention. Pitchfork reviewed a lot of jazz. There's like a lot of contemporary jazz happening oh, that really? I had. Uh, yeah, I almost picked one. I found this album I was really jamming with. I know Tyler got pissed when I told him this over the phone, and I was going to do it because I was like, fuck, I don't really have an album to pick. This one's good, but I've literally only listened to like half of it one time. And Daisy knew what album I wanted to pick that I ended up going with. And she was just like, Jake, don't pander. <laughs> Tyler and Grady pander on the show to try to to try to win. You don't want to do that. You want to listen to the album that I ended up picking. And I was like, you know what? I do. So and more importantly, I want to make Grady listen to this album that I want to oh pick. Oh my God. So basically um, she told you, you aren't going to win. <laughs> You pick but you know you i have i i feel like i've said this several times that you know for me it's not about winning it's about really exposing my friends to music that they wouldn't go out of their way to listen to um and you know sometimes i'm pleasantly surprised you know grady grady vibe with danzig didn't see that coming uh yeah I you did. know so it's yeah, I you know, a little bit. and I and I was really excited about I was excited about my album more than I thought I would be. Um, so I guess should we just can that be the can that be my segue? Into yeah, it? I'm going first. Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. All right. Here, let's see if this works here. Put them in the Iron Maiden. <laughs> Iron Maiden? Excellent. <laughs> Iron Maiden, did that work? That, that sounded worked, awful, but it sounded really bad quality. Oh my god, that was <laughs> god like, damn it! That was like someone <laughs> cutting my ears with razor blades. Here, what about what? Here, then this is the reaction to it. Oh wait, it didn't go. <laughs> All that, Jake. Work. This is not a great time to test it out live yeah. on the air. <laughs> what are you getting into, like soundboard stuff now? I guess, yeah, I was trying to. Is but that now it's input? Like, is that input as the instrument or the microphone setting? <laughs> no, it's the microphone setting. And that's why it sounds like shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that one you want as instrument, probably. Well, well, it was instrument. You said it sounded bad. <laughs> oh my god did that sound any better <laughs> no um it sounded like a really loud trombone yeah what about what about this oh my god. that's what i heard earlier <laughs> okay all right good so we're getting somewhere you know it's a work in progress uh lots of new things coming this year or next year but anyway iron Maiden. just a sneak preview of what to look forward to <laughs> yeah we'll try to dial it in a little bit better but yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully. you know uh, anyway iron maiden put out their 17th 
album this year. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Iron Maiden is a band from East London that has been doing their thing for, fuck, almost 50 years, I feel like. Wow. They started in 1975. So yeah, 2025 will You're be 50 years. This is only their 17th album in 50 years. Uh, well, they also like do a live album like every like total. They have like 45 releases in that mm. many years, okay. uh, EPs and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they are pioneers of what is known as the new wave of British heavy metal, which was a bunch of bands coming out of England uh, in the mid to late 70s. Um, and they are fucking legends dude they're just one of the biggest um i feel like i brought them up kind of with kiss just like in terms of their live performances just like very cinematic and theatrical um this lineup has three guitar players going going at the same time uh the core members have always pretty much been the same they broke up one time in the late 90s and they got a new singer who sucked and a new guitar player that plays the original guy and then Bruce Dickinson, the singer, came back in 2000 and brought the other guitarist with him. And instead of kicking out the replacement guitarist they hired in the late 90s, they're like, fuck it, we're a three-guitar band now. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. So I really, they're just, to me, you know, there are a lot of uh, sub-genres of metal. And to like, they're they're just, like, their original metal metal music they do a lot of the i don't know a lot of their lyrics are like historically informed and thematic this album is called senjutsu uh which loosely translates from japanese to tactics and strategies if you look at the album cover all their album covers feature their mascot who's a zombie dude named eddie um he's like a samurai on this one and i would say that like thematically it kind of deals with war and like the end times and impending doom like you can definitely tell that COVID got to them a little bit. Uh, this is the longest that they've ever waited between records. It's been six years since their last one. And it's the first one that singer Bruce Dickinson recorded after he beat throat cancer. Um, and I think that vocally he sounds pretty fucking dude, good for a dude who's 60 who beat throat cancer. That's um, crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So this album was like, totally critically praised even by um like music outlets that normally don't really give a shit or aren't nice to metal like rolling stone liked it i think pitchfork gave it a 7.4 which was super impressive and kind of cool to see iron maiden on pitchfork uh debuted at number one in 23 countries including number three in the u.s and the number one physical release iron maiden fans go crazy uh they do a bunch of limited vinyl and stuff like that and i guess my relationship with the band is that my stepdad, Tony, who, you know, we don't, we could have a whole therapy episode about music and Tony, but nobody really wants to get into that. I might start drinking again if we do that. Um, but anyway, I really liked Kiss growing up and Tony fucking hated Kiss. Um, and he was just like, Iron Maiden's way better. And I was like, fuck you, Iron Maiden sucks because I don't like you. Um, and then I got older and I realized, wow, Kiss like musically kind of sucks. And Iron Maiden is really, really good. So I would say that going to see Iron Maiden is like one of the only positive experiences that I have with my stepdad. I've seen them a bunch of times live. Um, their albums are really fucking good. Very nostalgic for me. Um, it reminds me of my Hot Topic days and, you know, having long hair and wearing spike bracelets and stud belts and shit like that. Um, you know, before I started listening to Bony Bear and wearing flannel and shit. 
but you became um, an indie bro. I did. I asked. I was just like, I, I need something besides Iron Maiden and Metallica shirts. And uh, the people of OSHA obliged me. <laughs> but um, every <laughs> this is a double album. It's really fucking long. Oh, yeah. Um, each, it's two CDs. Each CD is about 40 minutes. So it's 80 minutes in total. I don't think there's a song that fits our time requirement to play the whole thing through. Um, and then we'll we'll get into all of the long details after we play the first uh, appropriate amount from the second single off the album, which is called Stratego, which, yes, is uh, the same name as the board game. Uh, Bruce Dickinson says he's never played Stratego. <laughs> so why did he name it Stratego? I think it has to do with the strategy and the war themes of the of of the album and i think that's i've never played the game either but i think it's kind of risky and like war theme and coming up with i would assume it's almost the same as strategy maybe it's latin i don't fucking know what I'm about not a days of major. future past that's the name of an x-men movie it it well first it's, it was a comic book first grade. was it called that though <laughs> wasn't it called something yeah. else <laughs> yes no it was called the days of future uh, past uh, okay it was the same i thought I it was, think, I thought the was the just was future past no, I mean, well, you know, it's like they bastardize all the comics. They take what they can to fit, you know, into a two-hour movie. Um, but we can talk about X-Men at some other time. So, Grady, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a little bit of Stratego, and then I'm interested to hear what you guys thought about the board game Iron or Maiden. <laughs> Which one? Yes, the if you could, game? if you could, if you could, if you could send the board game over. All right, I'll give um, it to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for Grady. Christmas. All and right, this, this is Stratego by Iron Maiden. How do 
That was Stratego. 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 Yeah. Um, like, fuck. Like, that chorus, like, the, the, the melody for the chorus. Like, I think one of the things that stands out to me about Iron Maiden um, is I just feel like melodically they're just unparalleled for metal bands like out of that time um with the guitar and the vocals like they will find any variation of a three chord progression that their songs are changing up the rhythms and the accents fitting every fucking lead line that you can do within those chords um and it just keeps it interesting to me like that's like a five minute single um and i don't know for me i wouldn't cut any of it like i know we'll probably get into the length of some of the songs because i think this album ends it's a double last four songs are yeah it's a double album and the last four tracks or maybe even i think maybe like two of them are seven minutes and the last three are each like 10 minutes like they're they're epic and that's the thing about (laughs) iron maiden that i really like it's very it's very cinematic like the opening track the title track uses like Japanese taiko drums and it's very much like a battle going to war song. And I think like musically like that really accompanies the visuals of the lyrics. Lyrically, I think they're a tier above some of metal bands. I mean, they definitely fall into, you know, they sing about history a lot and um, not really fantasy shit. Like, you know, your, your Dio and your, and your rainbow and stuff like that. Like it's not like dragons and knights and shit like that. But they have a lot of songs about you know fucking world. Wait, War II I thought or... this was about. I thought this album was about Naruto. <laughs> Senjutsu is a thing in Naruto. Yeah, well, it's Japanese, it's... so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like Senjutsu a... is just like a thing in Japan. Yeah, it's a saying. And no, it's <laughs> like it means like. It means like tactic, like war tactics or something. But did you miss the part where I said that's what it translates? I know, I know, but I'm just saying that Uh, you're reiterating. I'm reiterating Uh that it's that. No, okay, no, Naruto. it's also something else. Yeah, something different. Yeah, no, it means something different in Naruto. It's the uh, it's the form of jutsu that's like sage mode, so it's like sage based. It's probably yeah. still using the same like translation though. Yeah, so, so you know they do probably. their due diligence and they're very they're very interested in history and different cultures and things like that. Um, but yeah, I you know love the guitar sound, Tyler. I was going to ask you because I know it comes up in a couple songs in some of Maiden's greatest hits. I don't know if there's an actual music term for it, but you know like like the galloping rhythm that they do on the guitar like does that have it's like the metal there, guitar yeah is there like a music name for that at all um you mean that rhythm in general yeah it's like trip some form of triplets right no no not really it's like one beat and then a it's like bump but it um so it's like i don't know yeah i mean I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm sure there's a term for it rhythmically. I'm just not versed enough in like that old school style of metal to know really what that term is. Music but. nerds, get get at right. me. Let me know if there's. But that's definitely their calling card. Um, and then obviously, I told the guys I knew that I'd be lucky to get them to listen to the album all the way through at least one time. But the final track, "Hell on Earth," which I think pushes like almost 12 minutes. Like, and obviously, you guys won't have reference for this but maiden like has a history of like their closing tracks are always like epic as fuck 
Um, and this ranks up there for me. And I, I don't know for a band that's almost 50 years old. I think it says something that when they put stuff out that I think can hold a candle to like their classic shit is really, really cool because some bands just go through the motion being like, yeah, we'll put an album out. It'll sell. Okay. We'll go on tour. We'll play two songs. Then we'll just play the greatest hits, but just like being around like in the fan forums and stuff on Reddit or what up there, hell on earth is getting ranked as one of you know the highest maiden closing tracks and it just it goes from you know full-on mellow atmospheric acoustic opening into that iron maiden calling card gallop riff with like sick leads every guitarist i think gets two solos and it. some people can tell the difference like like oh that's adrian smith solo and that's dave murray's solo i'm not there yet um yeah but- so okay so the galloping is literally called i mean i'm looking it up it's called the heavy metal gallop basically that's the name but there's variations of it so like the one the one that you know that's most traditional is like an eighth and then two sixteenths and then there's also like the triplet gallop there's like the triplet gallop variation as well so there's multiple you know styles and it's usually like more like that it's probably like da 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 that's triplet like triplet 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 versus like dun da da dun da da dun da yeah was I doing something different you were well this that song was not doing the I don't think I'd have to I guess I'd have to listen closer but I don't think that song was doing the triplet I think that was doing no no it was that was bad on that was bad on my part to bring it up for that one but I would say if there was if there were two stylistic things like musically like guitar wise. It's Iron Maiden doing twin leads, twin leads where you know one is playing you know the same riff but in a higher octave like lead guitar solos, and then rhythmically the gallop. Um, yeah, and I think right, the they, gallop is like a drum and, and guitar technique. And if you're doing it on guitar, it's usually like palm like palm muting is like yeah, palm you, muted yeah. downstroke. Yeah, yeah. All exactly. right, let me get into this. <laughs> yeah, Grady, get get into this. Grady is ready. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is probably a pretty good metal album. <laughs> probably. The <Right>. thing is, <laughs> I don't listen to metal. And this is the bottom line for my review of this, is I don't like metal. <laughs> so at all. Looking at this objectively, I think it's probably good. Like, you know, probably the people who like Iron Maiden, who like metal, would probably enjoy this. Um, as you seem to do, and as critics seem to do, it seems like people are fond of it. But I just don't like metal. It's not an appealing sound to me. It's like at all the production, like any style of metal. I'm not getting that tinges of your reaction to the wipers. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the, did I like the wipers? Yeah. No, we got into your whole big punk, kind of. not pleasing. Oh and no, no. And say, yeah, no, I mean yeah. this isn't. Uh, this is just a, a straight up personal thing for but me of what I like. But you're writing off the whole genre for sure. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that metal is bad. That's not my point. It's that I don't like to listen to it. What about like Russian circles and like Chelsea Wolf era? Or not era, but like genre. That to sub-genre. me is. It depends, but usually <laughs> well, see, I don't. And I thought this would be more approachable for you because at least it's it's clean. Yeah, it's but that was screaming. honestly that was my biggest issue. Is that to me this style of metal is so stale sounding like the because it's so clean and so produced in a certain way that everything just sounds really flat to me and like you were talking about how you know the last song is like really like epic and cinematic but to me 
like the way it's produced and the end result of like all the guitars kind of having the same thing and the drums kind of all sounding the same on every song it just like meshes together to make kind of like a bland result to me yeah and it's I, like if you like that metal sound then that wouldn't bother you at all and you well, wouldn't no, be paying because, attention to that because what they're doing is rooted in like the traditions of the genre it's like know, they're, exactly. they're sticking to like what metal heads consider like the holy grail of guitar tones and like the holy yeah. grail of rhythms like, so if so you, that's, that's what i'm saying yeah. if you like that sound then you know you're not going to be thinking about that but as someone like me who doesn't listen to metal and right. doesn't really have any appreciation for that kind of thing to me it just sounds bland well metal's like classic rock in the sense that like the elements that make it stand out band to band right are lyrics um vocal sonic like sounds like how you do the vocals like screaming melodic whatever and like, i would yeah, say type like of bruce, vocals, and bruce the guitar Dickinson, tones bruce dickinson but, is pretty like well regarded for his i mean like he's fucking 60 with like 2500 you know, they played almost like 3000 shows in yeah the, but, but, but the guitar tones I, mean, I get i get your point on the guitar tones like they all sound the same throughout the album but like i could tell well there makes, was three guitar players Let right me just say that i know but like Based they on, like, are the they're tones. choosing they like kind of have pioneered that tone that is iron maiden sure like that, and, I, and it's and it makes sense and it's also about like the guitar solos like just same with classic rock like oh who who can do like a really sick guitar solo and i had no issues and, with the playing on this album i thought they all played well about bruce dickinson's vocals i didn't like them but i didn't think they were like objectively terrible i just I mean, like, as you said, for a six-year-old guy who had throat cancer, like, he's he's killing it out there. Like, you know, mad respect to that. Yeah. But see, it's not a style that I like. See, I, right. I, I think um, but, I think the vocals is one of the strongest points, like, of the band and, and the, I mean, the album, too. But, like, I think that's what makes Maiden stand out to me is the is that totally. he, he, do, he does a very different and very, like, clean. It's almost like his vocal styling is clean, but it's, like, heavy and like meaningful still it's not just like this kind of like whiny clean thing it's like he still he still sounds like he's a fucking hard dude <laughs> like like a badass dude but he's like singing in like a very i mean let me just say this way, i've heard a lot worse metal singers oh yeah for sure <laughs> no yeah and a that's lot you know like dickinson like... does definitely like i feel like classically trained and like knows yeah. about like using your diaphragm and projecting yeah, right and stuff. like it's right, borderline right. if you listen to stuff well, back in the day doing his crimes, like yeah he's operatic i would say yeah, yeah. he and, does have an opera and to tone. do it for that long and still be able to do it like he does obviously says like you know praises his technique because you you would your voice would be shot after that amount of time touring and writing yeah and compared to like albums. being the dude like from acdc who sounds right. like he's got glass in his throat right, right. because but, he um, screamed the whole time and didn't so do it properly probably my but, bottom right. line though my point for this whole thing is that if someone like in a professional circumstance told me like to review this album or like give me give them their like you know detailed analysis of it i would just say i can't do that because <laughs> I no, like totally, I don't yeah, feel qualified totally. to talk about it. I don't know the the history. I don't know like all the stuff that I feel like and that's something is that so important I wanted to, to add at this point. To what you're saying that it's like it's not even like I think it'd be one thing, you know, it'd be it'd be difficult if this was like a new metal band they gave it to you and you're just like, dude, I don't know like I don't know shit about metal, but throwing in the fact that they're like a legacy app right. is just kind of like exactly, you know, which doesn't yeah. mean that they just get a rest on their laurels and people just like, oh, it's made and it's great. Like if they fuck up you know, people let you know and be like, you're washed. You should stop making albums. And I well, feel like so most maybe media, that, 
would at this point for older bands like this they're usually pretty harsh and like if they put out like a mediocre album they're gonna fucking like shit on it i mean yes and no though because a band like maiden has such a loyal following that to a certain extent unless they really fucking blow it it's gonna be like oh dude the fans are gonna be hungry for new stuff if you watch videos of them playing the rock in rio festival in brazil to like two hundred thousand people that sing every word like it's a sight to behold and like that was another thing i was gonna like all the like the lead melodies like especially like in in hell on earth like the like by the time they haven't toured this album yet when they get down to south america audience will just do like oh Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like they, they they sing the guitar parts yeah out loud the stuff that's like not on the album like for vocal participation like maiden is a fucking huge deal uh, yeah Tyler, and- you've gotten to talk a little bit and i just had one question for you before if you want to add anything else is it unique or like what's the appeal just yeah, i don't want to get too music nerdy into it all three of them play strats um which that's i feel surprising. is like kind of like a weird <laughs> guitar for metal like they don't use any of the beastie rich or pointy you know metal looking guitars like all of them play strats that's surprising that they all do it it's not surprising that there is a strat in the band i mean like here's my thing about strats they're super comfortable to play they're super light and they're probably like the they probably play them mostly because they're great to like tour with and just like be a tried and true like every single show guitar right like there's no question it's going to perform the other thing I'll say is that usually with metal, and I'm sure like some people would slap me on the wrist for saying this, but like maybe more more so the old school style of metal like this, the tone of the guitar is really built upon what pedals and what amp it's going through rather than the guitar itself. Like to your point, these guys would come out with flying V's. Like flying V's are known to not be a very resonant, like nice wood style guitar. Like flying it's basically V's. just like put a fucking hot pickup in it blast it through a bunch of distortion and put it through a really, really, really big solid amp and you'll sound good. So I think the Strat works for that as well. Like as long as the pickups are hot pickups and they probably swap them all out to like active Seymour Duncan pickups or whatever, I'm sure that that's kind of like the the MO. It's like, I'm going to play with the guitar that's fucking comfortable and looks cool. And then I'm just going to like- And then trick it out yeah. for the, okay. Exactly. Gotcha. But that's just, that's a theory. I, I, I don't know that for fact, but- no, I think my critique of this is pretty short and sweet. Like, for me, I'm a fan of Iron Maiden, but, like, I'm I'm a fan of, like, the older stuff, right? Because I grew up listening to it. So, for me, I think at this point in time, it's, like, it's hard for me to critique an album this, like, long in the tooth for them because... I just feel like I don't I don't really know like what I want to hear from them at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're not a band that I really <clears throat> go back to and listen like album after album. It's more like I like the hits and I like like I have a, like select tracks that I like and I generally like their sound, but I'm not like an Iron Maiden fanboy to this extent of like I'm going to listen to like LP after LP after LP. So for me to listen to this one it was hard for me to say like, oh, this is good or bad because it's kind of subjective at this point. Like you kind, I feel like kind of what Grady said, like a band that's been around that long, that's like so quintessential to the genre and like classic when they make new stuff, it's kind of like for their fans. Like, it's like, we're just making an album that's going to appease our fans. It's not going to like get us new listeners really. It's like almost like just fan service. Yeah. Like it's like fan service. So like for me, it's like, it's kind of like, 
it's it's okay. Like I, I mean, I didn't dislike any of the tracks really, and I didn't dislike the album. But it's like I'm not gonna throw this on every day. You know what I mean? I, I, like I don't know. It's like it's enjoyable in in a moment in time, but like it, as an album, it's really fucking long, and I'm not gonna like throw on the whole album like very often. Oh no, and I mean I would say that the length of like any album like that it's just the same way that I, you know we I bring it up here that I, it's going to sound like it's the only jazz album that I know that like I really love Bitches Brew but it's almost like a once a year yeah and like, you're probably you know, not going to always listen to the whole album no no exactly and this like I was really into it when it dropped in June and I think it was because like their last album that came out in 2015 that was also a double album like I didn't like it and I didn't go see Maiden on that tour I was just like eh, no thank you. So I was like surprised like six years later, like going into it being like, oh, I'm sure there are a couple good ones, but these I mean, guys are, you know, probably fucking done. It's just but so I hard. Really like the whole thing. Yeah, it's just so hard because like I think about, OK, like what about Guns and Roses? Like what are they like? I mean, it's a bad comparison, I guess, but like their new stuff is like terrible to me. Well, you know? they only have like two new songs <laughs> out and Axel can't fucking sing anymore because of what we had talked about in terms of like technique and preserving it that it's super blown out and so that's probably what makes and not to like you know belittle it at all but like that's kind of what makes this better is that like they can actually still fucking play and sing and i think that's really all it's about like you know what i mean there's it's kind of a weird it's hard to critique because it's not like an up-and-coming band that's like putting forth this like artistic you know experimentation it's kind of like they're, they have their fan base. They know what they're doing. Like, they're fucking experts in their and it's genre. Like, yeah, and it's like we touched so, on. If they fucked up, people would let them know. But this right. is just like, nope, they still fucking got it. And this is why they're the best. Right. And I think um, they definitely still have it. Like, for sure. It's just like, for me, if I'm going to throw this on versus, like, go back to the 80s and throw something from that era of them on, like, I'll probably still go back to the early stuff. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that's kind of where that. I sit on it. All right. Well, here, yeah. let's see if this works for Time's Up. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, so I have Moving. to apologize to our audience for this one. We'll Tyler, dial it gonna, in next. Yeah, time. you're gonna have to edit this uh, the sound. <laughs> edit them all out. <laughs> no, just edit the the sound levels. Oh yeah. On this. Well, okay. Uh, I right. Right. Well, thanks thanks for listening, guys. Um, the end. No. Who's next? Let's move Tyler? on. Me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'll try to keep mine short as well, because otherwise, we'll it's gonna be a well, long. Well, mine episode, wasn't short. But... I apologize. It was a long album. My bad. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay, so I picked uh, an album by the band Y Oak, uh, which is a kind of, I guess you'd call it a compilation album. Um, why not Oak? <laughs> why not Oak? But anyway, it's called Cut All the Wires, and it's a comp- It's a compilation of songs bet- uh, that were recorded or m- made between 2009 and 2011. So it was in the era of their of their tour and their album of which is called civilian, which is probably their kind of like biggest, most well-known and definitely like the one that put them on the map. Um, so it's from that era. It's between the record they made called the knot. And then the one after that called civilian. So the knot came out in 2009 civilian was 2011. And these songs are kind of the in-between that kind of bridge that. So these were all previously unreleased, although there are some like interesting, uh kind of retakes of some other songs that they've had before there's like demo tracks there's like yeah like demo tracks and stuff like that um and then there's a cover on here as well well not a cover but a traditional song um on here as well which one um it's uh what is it called um the my long black hair lover with the long black what is it called 
They, it's like it's a traditional folk song, and they always title it differently. Black um, is the color. Black is the color. That's it. So like sometimes it's called like black is the color of. The I like hair. that. The one. hair. I don't know. There's all these well, different. No, it's it's called black is the color, but the yeah. line is black is the color of the hair. Right. But like some some people that cover the song or do their version of it, like they change the title anyway. But yeah, that song is a traditional song that they're like redoing. Um, but Ooh. yeah, it's kind of an, a mixed bag. So you got like you have so. I guess maybe a little history on the band. So Wyoke is basically two members. Um, it's a drum, like made made from a drummer and then a singer guitarist. Um, Jen Wasner is the guitarist singer. Jenny. And, and then the drummer, uh, his name is Andy Stack. And so for me, a two piece, like you don't kind of see that very often. Like that's kind of a white stripes thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of a white stripes thing and a, maybe a Mac luster thing, if you will. Meg, <laughs> if you're out there, um, if you're listening, you. we love you. But yeah, so it's um, you know, it's kind of a, a rarity that you that you have a two piece that can actually make like this type of music and just kind of get the depth to it. So anyway, the mixed bag is like well you in have, the studio, it's one thing. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah, but just to, just to like be a two piece and own that for you know for yourself is like pretty interesting. But I guess the mixed bag is like you, you get tracks on here that are all the way from like very stripped back versions where it's like basically just Jen singing and playing guitar all the way to like full band stuff and then like obviously demo stuff. There's again like the cover and like just different like there's a day trotter session on here like just different stuff. So um, I think that's kind of what makes this unique. But we can go ahead and play the track. Um, well, we're going to play half the track of that's called Half a Double Man. So we're going to play a quarter of a man here. Quarter of a or wait, double half man. a double man. So that's what one is man. the so math playing on that? half a man. Are there any triplets? <laughs> Quarter of a double man. <laughs> no, which no. Is equal to we're playing half a half a double man. So it's just half a man. man I hate man. Double Let's quarter pounder. Fractions, <laughs> fractions, fractions, fractions man. suck, man. All right, here's half a double man.
so that was half a double man and we had to fade it out because it's like a four minute track but should check out the rest um so yeah this is this is kind of their sound for this record um it's it's interesting it's kind of a to me i tend to like albums like this because it's a little less produced and it's a little more raw sounding um Mm -hmm. there's not a ton of like post-production uh mixing that went in what jake i have a question for you and i need okay. you to be honest here. this is a moment of truth for our listeners now last episode uh on spotify which you can go follow us on spotify we posted a a poll question that um one person responded to we were asking what would you like to see us do for a future episode and one person responded and that person was tyler um and wow. he and he responded with the answer you guys should do compilation albums. Now, Tyler really wanted to do compilation albums, and then we chose this theme and said, Tyler, was this the album that you wanted to do for a compilation album? Yeah, pretty much. This was the okay, one that I had you. in I just mind. Oh set, I just wanted to set the record straight. Why is that a big deal? <laughs> it's because you were it just came like, out I want to do it. So it fit either way. It I did. Thank you. I just, I just had a feeling. I was. Just, I, I you, you poo pooed that theme, so I was like, "Well, I'm never gonna get to do <laughs> well, that you're one." Just, you're I was like, like "This so is not... the album I want to talk yeah, about." Yeah. So, so fuck gonna... you. I don't I'm never know. gonna get to do it, so I'll just pick it for this theme. The thing is, is that <laughs> I don't know if I would qualify this as an album per se. Wow. We'll like get a new, like let's, a new let's, album. Let's here it let's comes. Let's talk about it. Yeah. No. I mean, well. But yeah, so I've, do you have yeah, anything else to say about it, Tyler? Before we start, before about we it? shit all over. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! No, no, I guess like I think the interesting thing that one interesting fact about it is just that most of this stuff came off like a kind of an old hard drive that the band had, and they basically just like were like, oh, okay, this is some old shit that we forgot we recorded and some like random compilation of stuff. Why don't we just put this out as kind of a like a reissue of the civilian album. And so they actually reissued civilian like properly and had this as like a kind of a second album that came along with that. So you can get like a two LP set of that, which I thought was interesting and actually pretty cool that a band would do that. Cause like it's well, basically lots of, ba- a, lots of bands do that when they reissue. Yeah. Like it's basically like a B sides album to that, that matches with that civilian era record. But yeah, I don't know. I think, um, they describe it as like this era was like a, a push a push and pull between chaos and beauty and i think that's like kind of their mo in general of this band is like it's it's a little bit dark but it's also like pretty clean and like um kind of shoegazy and stuff so i don't know yeah what do you guys think of it uh grady you want to go first <laughs> sure so i mean i've i'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before you are well aware of the fact that i'm a fan of jen wasner as a musician um as a vocalist Does she do other stuff yeah she has yeah. a group she's, flock of dimes which i really like as she's well. in flock of dimes um she also produced and uh sang backup on um the madeline or what's kenny madeline kenny album is that her name holy shit i can't even remember I picked it. I believe right. I picked it. But she does other things. Her couple things. Yeah, she she's a other thing. She's in yeah. her own project called Flock of Dimes, which actually had a new album out this year that was pretty good, honestly, that I I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but I just I just like her. I think she's um she seems like a cool person and I respect her talent as a musician. I think she's a really good guitar player. Um, and I think she has a really interesting vocal style. So I've been following Y Oak and her for years now. 
Um, and it's been interesting to see how they've sort of progressed as a band. I think after this album, they went way more in like a synth electronic style where she dropped the guitar, um, had no guitar. It was all bass, drums, and synthesizers, basically. Right. Experimented with that for a bit. And then now in their newest album, I think they've sort of come back a little bit more to like an indie rock sound, but with still a lot of electronic elements. But I got to say, you know, it is it is nice to listen to these unreleased tracks that are back at that old style where it really was like the two piece sound of just like them kind of figuring it out, figuring it out and like writing cool songs that are very like in your face and very just they feel raw. They feel like spur of the moment almost in their the performance of them. Um, and it's, it's cool to hear. I mean, like I, I definitely like when they were more rocky and, and raw like this. Um, so, and there's, there's a lot of good tracks on this, you know, there's a couple demos that are just from the album, which is like, you know, that's fine. I, mean, I think it's demos an, are fine, but I think it's an album for like fans of the band. Yeah. But, uh, I <laughs> okay, like, that was exactly the, yeah, I agree. Point. Yeah, I think, it yeah. is, I think that's totally true. Yeah. I liked, um, that, that song have a double man. That was a standout. I also liked electricity a lot. That one was a standout for me. But yeah, overall, I just, I liked it. I thought it was cool and I enjoyed listening to it, but I, I don't know if I would really count it as like a new album of 2021. I think it has a significant enough impact to be that. <clears throat> I mean, okay, first of all. I'm yeah, done. Well, you can talk about it. Yeah. Okay, this is what I thought of the album. Boring! Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Saw that coming. All right, so basically... Uh, I was saying, I don't think I like Why Oak. And basically it stems from, I know that album Civilian. I couldn't tell you anything off it. I know I probably listened to it when I was doing college radio and stuff like that. But I saw them open for Dirty Projectors. What I think would be on that tour, because it was when Swing Low Magellan came out. And I thought, and again, this is coming from someone who plays in a two-piece band live that took a long time to figure out like how to make it sound good. I thought they were fucking terrible live. Interesting. And, and if you're a if you're a bad live band, it kind of puts me, I'm just like, well, I don't really give a shit what you can do in the studio. Um, you know, you know, if you can't play live well. So that's kind of put me off from them. But I think, you know, I thought about this and I was gonna be like more critical about like what you know why would you want to listen to this like unless you were a fan of the band but then listening to you guys kind of being you know the same thing about iron maiden at this point you know being an older metal band that's been around for so long that's not going to reinvent the wheel like why would you seek that out unless you were already into it yeah um but it was hard for me to discern kind of what these tracks were and in trying to read about it i found out that it's basically like tyler said a companion piece of tracks from the same time that's going with this reissue of the civilian album. And I just don't have enough familiarity with that, with the album itself to compare either the demo versions of the songs to, or to compare what the B sides were. Cause I would assume that if they were chosen, like left off the album, that the songs that made it to the album are are better than these like in some way or they fit better or whatever. But I'm just like, I, I don't know if again, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the band. Like it was like, it wasn't necessarily bad, but in terms of like, it, like it definitely wasn't, it didn't stand out to me or anything. And then when I got to the end of it, I liked that it was short, but I was just like, this definitely sounds kind of like a, like a coffee shop, open mic 
set that it's just like, I don't hate that it's going on in the background, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to like pay it to it. And I'm definitely like not going to buy the album from the band when they're done playing. I did like the, the one song black is the color, but then you told me that that's a traditional. I'm like, Oh, well they put like, I thought the guitar tone on that was unique. Um, so basically you're, you're to sum it up. You're saying that you wouldn't, necessarily seek this out as to stand on its own but if you're a fan of the band and or you're trying to get the reissue it's a nice collection to add to that yeah like i would assume if you were a fan of the band and you already owned a regular version of it and you wanted these tracks that maybe you'd go buy it but i do stand with grady and a little bit of a like well you know new music standalone album kind of thing it's muddy like not not enough to like, I'm not going to roust you about it and give you a hard fucking time, but like it definitely did cross my mind being like, well, these are kind of just like odds and ends and it's definitely a compilation. Like, I guess we haven't heard them before. Um, I guess that song, yeah, I Electricity, think, I they think, play it live, like so people know what yeah. that Electricity song I think also part of what made is, me pick this is that, on that part of what made me pick this is that we're coming up on end of the it's year. Like you had already settled on compilation you're like god yeah no, i already said this. that but what i'm trying to say is that I, we're coming up on end of the year and we're about to pick 10 records of the year and i didn't want to pick one of those records for this theme because a lot of my picks on the end of the year are going to be from q3 and q4 oh yeah my so pick I, was my pick is on my top yeah 10. so i tried to pick something that my pick wasn't going to be top 10 okay so that's the fucking thing i'm well, trying to say i'll just skip it and go to the no i know one. but that's the thing i'm for the sake of the podcast i was like i'll pick this one because this won't be on my top 10 uh-huh. even though i still liked it for q3 and q4 but like we're so close to the end of the year that it might be nice to like not pick one from the top 10 because i could have gotcha. picked flock of dimes which is the same group basically i mean same singer because that is in my top 10 for the year so i could have picked that album that came out q3 q4 but i didn't I all right this one said anyway should we move on to the best for last save the best for last yeah yep sure. and without <laughs> further ado do you have a dude. soundboard clip? oh <laughs> yeah did, did, there was oh i get That's the you, i get the solid snake one your internet is yeah, so bad jake though alert, that right? like i feel like it's only halfway working i know <laughs> All right, so for my pick, I, don't I know chose... what to tell you. Oh. I live with four other people. <laughs> tell them, really tell them to all turn off their internet. Um, all right, so for my pick, I chose um, the second album from Indigo De Souza, who is an American singer-songwriter from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and yeah, this is her sophomore album. She's only been around for a couple years. Um, her first debut album was in 2018, and this is her second one. And um, this one, I think, is the album that's going to have her blow up a bit. She's gotten a lot of good press from this one um, and a lot of really positive uh, reactions from from people just in sort of the indie the indie rock scene um, in terms of like new artists and stuff. I think she really sort of took the scene by storm when this album came out. Um, and for good reason, I think she's just one of those people who has, you know, a pretty cool backstory and she makes really punchy, catchy, well-written songs. And they may not be like the most, um, you know, the most like experimental or the most, uh, like, uh, like, I don't know, just like evocative or anything, but I think she just, for what she's doing, she does a really good job. So, um, yeah, this album. Did well, wait, I say what's what the, the name what's of the, the album? Interesting backstory. Yeah, no, you didn't say it. Yet. Oh, the name of the album is is Any Shape You Take. Um, okay. 
she any shape you take so <laughs> I, do you want me to go into like her whole backstory on like her wikipedia and stuff i don't i don't really want well, to do you that said so there's that an it, interesting you backstory was, you said it was interesting and now i'm interested yeah she's okay fine she just like she Short grew up version. in a small like conservative town her mother was like an artist and she's obviously like she's a person of color and so she just had a lot of like interesting upraising, uh, like upbringing in that in that area for you know her life and stuff. I don't know. There's like different interviews with her and stuff. And she that grew you can up go in read. Carolina. Yeah, pretty sure she did. But okay, <laughs> Jake, your internet. Jake, your internet is so <laughs> shitty. I can barely even hear you. But. We're hearing like she grew up in. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just got the like, notification. Yep. <laughs> I just got the notification that it is unstable. Yeah, it's oh, very God. unstable. So get it together over there. <laughs> All right. Well, just just stay quiet. I yeah. guess. <laughs> no critique for no you. No critique for Jake. All right. So before we get more into it, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play a song here. I'm going to play the song Die Slash Cry by Indigo DeSouza. Yeah, so short track. It is. It's only a two and a half minute track. So yeah. I, I chose wisely. It's also one of my favorites on the album. It's also one of the singles. It's also one of the singles. Yes, indeed. It, it checks very, all the boxes. Very good. So I think with this album, you know, there's a lot of tracks that are like kind of really dark 
in their song titles. Like there's a song called Darker Than Death, Die Cry, Real Pain, you know, <laughs> uh, Kill Me. Uh, there's one song Bad about dream. losing a baby. Yeah, so the there's first some track. like yeah, the first track. <laughs> there's some kind of dark shit on this album, like in terms of like just this overall subject matter. But she, the way the, it's presented, the, the way it's presented is like almost very hopeful in a way. Like the music is very like powerful. It's very empowering, um, and you you know you get like this sense of strength from it. And I think a large part of that is due to her vocal delivery and how much like emotion she's able to to get into that because honestly i don't think her lyrics are like outstanding i think they're good and i think they're you know they're they're good for the type of music but i don't they're, think they're like they're very simple and raw yes and they're very simple they're straightforward <laughs> but they get the job done how, how old is she uh she's in her she's like my age i think she's in like her mid to late 20s so okay i think she was born in like 95 or 96 so she's probably like so a couple she's years younger in. she's pretty young yeah she's yeah. like in her mid-20s so, I think that lyrically, there's like this new era of bands similar to this that like they're doing this thing where basically the lyrics are centered around almost like a stream of consciousness of like what's yeah. going on with mental health in yeah. that generation and like kind of like our generation. I actually really like it. I think that this style of, of writing yeah, is actually like really fucking raw and really good. I, and I me, like it. Yeah. It's to just, me, it it's resonates not like, really it's not, well. It's not really like hyper conceptual. No, it's like not really, like it doesn't poetic. Make you think really hard or anything, no. but it, it does what it's supposed to do. Really. Right. Dude, it's not even, it's not even poetic about, uh, in a way. It's like not even poetic in a way, but it's like, it's super real. Like I, it resonates with me a lot because it's almost like you're listening to your own thoughts when you're listening. Yeah. To the Dude, lyrics. that song that's about like breaking up and getting back together had me like almost crying. Like a, like a girl in high school, like driving around. I was like, I <laughs> yeah. don't know why this is hitting me so for hard, sure. Like, that's that how I song, felt. It, what is yeah, it called? Pretty album. pictures. Like pretty it's pictures. That yeah. song is really, but yeah, good. I mean, so the thing that also really surprises me about this album that I think she does a great job with is how much like, variety there is musically like the first track is straight up like an electronic like I indie pop first, song and you're like track, you're like oh, okay i guess this is what this album's gonna be and then like three tracks later or two tracks later, when you're on like real pain and it's like just like really distorted guitars and like very like i mean like pretty heavy like compared to the first track it's significantly heavier mm -hmm. and then she goes on to stuff like hold you which is more of like has like a funky guitar you know riff and it, it's just like it's very it's different, but, but yeah, some it's of them with the harder she, guitar, I was like, this is, I feel like this is like as rocking as Grady can get. Like there were some <laughs> of them where I was just like, whoa, that's getting a little loud there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but see, I like distortion and I like heaviness when it's used in ways that it feels really like appropriate. As long as it's indie music. Jake. Yeah. Do exactly. you hear any, <laughs> how would you feel about a comparison, especially for some of the guitar songs, but I guess with the electronic for the second one, because I know uh Grady, you wanted to pick this album. I I hear a little bit of snail mail. Yes. It, totally. Yeah, it's definitely um, in that vein. It's like kind of like that almost like Speedy Ortiz vein. It's of this like new this. era of of female driven indie rock that has been, I think, gaining a lot of steam. Yeah, and there's like there's some really good artists. Cla Claro, Girl in Red. Like there's these other bands that are just kind of like this younger female driven mm -hmm. indie rock, and Snail Mail's in there too. And like, um, dude, it's what's actually the other one. It's too? actually kind of funny I'm because. I was thinking about this the other day because there's a Spotify playlist that used to be called Badass Women Spotify playlist, uh -huh. like the Spotify made. But then I think someone What's at Spotify, it's like indie rock 
women in indie rock, basically. That was a joke, Grady. I, I got it for okay, the time. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is, I think at some point someone at Spotify realized that there's probably people on that playlist that don't identify as women necessarily. Right. And so they just took away the badass women and it's just badass. called badass. And I'm like... <laughs> You couldn't think of like a better name than just taking out the women part, People. like because now it just says badass, and I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? What what makes it's them badass? badass. Like it's just badass. that you they know, make music. So it's like, a playlist that's nothing but Grand Funk Railroad. That's the. You know, it's it's just funny to me. Around. I'm like, okay, Spotify. Like you could have at least come up with a cooler name, like something more befitting. But anyway, that's a, that's tangential, unrelated. That is tangential. Um, just something I noticed recently that I thought was kind of silly. That is, but um. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I had to say. I just, this is one of those albums that really caught me by surprise. Is this her her first album? Second. Sophomore? Second? This is only her second album. Yeah. But I think, dude, so it's funny because I heard heard Die Cry and then I heard the other single, which is called Hold uh, Hold You. Hold You. Yeah, I heard both of those on the radio, on the on the XM radio, and I like made a mental note. I was like, okay, check out this band. And then it's funny because like you picked it very shortly after that, so I never even checked them out. <laughs> but then I got to check it out through this playlist, and I was like, oh fuck, okay, well this is instantly going on my top ten of the year. Like I instantly was like, this is this is really really good. And I think when I'm talking about these bands that like resonate with me lyrically and i think there's like this kind of sub sub genre going on um like with bands like this i think out of all of them this band probably does it the best in terms of like actual musicality to it as well because it's not only like to me lyrics that resonate um but it's like a delivery of the vocal styling that's mm-hmm. like kind of this like I don't want to call it bad singing, but it's like, it's definitely not like technically good singing, but it just works. Like her mm-hmm. voice works for what's happening. So it's a very good delivery. It's like you but can then, sing along to it really well. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not too, it's not too um, like compressed or it's not too mm-hmm. like refined. It's just kind of just like this raw feel. But I think the other thing that makes this one stand out to me is that a lot of the guitar riffs and the guitar work on this in general is just super good and catchy. So and, catchy. And like, just like, ri- like ridiculously just catchy. Just riff wise, there's a lot to digest and a lot to like take note of, I think. So, and I mean, drums, rest of the band, like it's all fine, but I think the guitar it's work just and like, her vocals. It's just this very, it. yeah, this yeah. very succinct, short and sweet delivery of something that's kind of new and fresh and just like refreshing, yeah. refreshing just, to listen to. It's just refreshing to. to hear like an indie, like a newer indie rock artist who's like, I don't really care about like, you know, writing something that's, you know, really conceptual or really whatever. They're just like, I'm just going to write fucking good songs and like make an album. You know? Yeah. And so I worry, what I do worry about though for the future of bands like this is like, this to me is a, a record that's going to be hard to follow up. Like, hmm. um, this is going to be one of those records. that's like, okay, that's really strong. How do you write 10 or 12 more of those songs? You know, I mean, uh, only you, time I think this, what this makes me think of is people like ask have been, I know you guys weren't as high on it as I was, but like a lot of people have asked like Phoebe Bridgers, how right. she feels about following up Punisher. And she was mm-hmm. just like, Oh, I just like I wouldn't even think about making another album for at least like three to five years. Yeah, like, I'm gonna need that much time to like gather material. Like I can't even think about like you know replacing Punisher. I it just needs to come naturally. But right. I, what I drove around and I told because I played this for Daisy and she really liked it. I was just like, this has 
Like this could get played on the radio, like mm-hmm. for sure. Like mm-hmm. if radio, if like terrestrial radio stations, like weren't you know bought by advertising and like you know, <laughs> especially major the labels, because like, like cause, yeah, because like, yeah. this will so get played. Like friendly. if you have if you have satellite radio, like they'll probably play this like on the indie channel or the college oh, rock all channel the time. or something. They like play that. it on but, the like, indie you know, channel all the time. Oh, I I bet. But I'm talking about you know like K Rock, yeah. like the kind of like regular radio in the Mainstream. car that plays like fucking Taylor yeah. Swift or Olivia Rodrigo. I was like, if pop music on the radio was like this like this has all the this could totally be that but it just yeah, like, like maybe feel production good wise like it doesn't sound, yeah it's yeah. good but you know it doesn't have like the super slick production but right, that's probably right. why i like it like i was super surprised because i like the first track me too i do but i was just like oh this is kind of we i don't know if i want to listen to a whole album that's this like electronic kind of like dream poppy synthy yeah. or whatever and then the songs where the guitar came in i was like oh shit yeah, yeah. it's that's why the first song is definitely like a red herring. I mean, like some yeah. of the other songs are pretty poppy as well, but the first one is like synth pop. And then yeah, you know, you sure. get a couple tracks in and it's like guitar heavy indie rock or like whatever, you know, and it's it's the definitely one, the first one to me surprising. like eases you into the record a little bit, yeah. That's how I feel. It's like I don't know. I want to I want to put that one on first. She so even that has I'm like, like ready the pitch shifted it. vocals. <laughs> to mm-hmm. me it feels like her saying like it's like her statement on pop music and like, you know, pop music doesn't have to be like this fucking boring, bland, emotionless experience. Like that's like way overproduced or whatever. Like you can write really catchy pop hooks and put them in a song that is also like musically has depth and is interesting to listen to. And the production is is nice. And I think one of the other things about auto tuning to that extent, because like it's a heavy auto tune track, right? The first one. But I think, what makes tracks like that good to me is when you use the auto tune like in an artistic way. So like for me, she does like this vocal slide from like a really low note up to a really high note. And with the auto tune over the top of that, it has this nice Mm -hmm. like floating melody feel where it's not just like, spoken word with auto-tune it feels like like an aspect of the song rather it's artistic it's an artistic choice right it's almost like using a vocoder where like you're playing a melody and your voice is coming through that it's like this this choice of like yeah auto-tune would sound cool because it's going to create this effect here so that i like a lot um but i think yeah the guitar work on the whole thing is just like very deep and and there's a lot to take take in there um yeah, it's yeah a good, so good, good job, break. Grady, for showing me an artist that I've never fucking heard of that I thoroughly enjoyed. Well, that's the point of this podcast, right? <laughs> right, and now and you've got Iron Maiden. No, no, Jake. <laughs> I want you to pick shit that you actually will think I will enjoy because you know I don't like metal. Yeah, Jake, it's, there's a key uh, difference there. <laughs> but you like, but that's what I'm saying. You liked Danzig. I'm sure you haven't listened to it. I liked it in the yeah, sense that, that I didn't. one in a million chance. I liked it in the sense that I was like, this is an absolute garbage, but I'm not going to go and listen to Danzig every day. I want to find new shit that I'll, or like, you know, shit that I'll listen to all the time. Yeah, Jake, like the jazz pick. Like the jazz pick. Hey, I may have loved the jazz Mm -hmm. pick. I honestly, I know, but I'm going to pick that. You know, how many opportunities am I going to have to pick Iron Maiden and Coheed? Apparently many, because you picked them almost every (laughs) episode now. Well, we all know that you're going to take any opportunities that that come along to do it. So, Hey, well, I mean, no, that's not true. You know, Iron Maiden's not going to have another album for a long time. That's why I'm saying you're taking this opportunity to do it. (laughs) I am. And I was staying true to myself. I was just like, yeah, I could win by picking this 
cool <laughs> jazz album. Uh, but I'm going to pick something that I know they both don't really like. Um, but, you know. I don't know, though. I feel like this week me. was, I feel like this week, the second I saw, the, or the second I listened to the three picks, I was like, well, Grady's winning. <laughs> All right. Well, well on that so note, let's that get to like the vote. 70%. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I vote for Grady. So do I. <laughs> I vote for myself. All right. <laughs> no, can't do it. <laughs> Shit. We all know who you're going to vote for. But I'm glad I finally, because I feel like this year I barely picked any records Winners. that you guys have liked that much. Yeah, it's true. So I'm glad I've I had, finally I've picked one. I've music. had a lot of wins this season. Stop listening to shitty music. <laughs> I've had a lot of New wins Year's resolution season. for Wait, you. So who Does do you Lamb pick? Chop have an album coming out in 2022? Probably. I hope so. Do I need to mentally prepare for that? <laughs> I like the one from this year, so uh who do i pick like for real yeah um i mean i i would probably pick the yo just because i like them <laughs> but i do think that it's kind of a not really a real yeah, album which is why so. in my new proposition there's going to be a point system Ooh, um, a point system there will wow. sounds complicated okay, then you better start really keeping track because i don't even know how many wins losses and ties we've had this season well, yeah, yeah no, i don't have to do I that i figure out track. the order i am the glue yeah, you are. Um, you're, and you I are deserve a little more goddamn like, respect. It's almost like you have expertise in, like, you know, something like fantasy football or something that may help with this sort of... I'm doing great, baby. <laughs> They're going into overtime, so we got to end this podcast. Oh, my God. Um, All right. And my internet getting shitty may or may not have been me trying to pull the game up on my phone. Oh, my um, God, dude. I said <laughs> turn I got the off. Wi-Fi off. Turn the Wi-Fi I did off. Turn, I, was, I, I was off the Wi-Fi. Well, then it probably the, I don't bad. know. Whatever, right. it doesn't let's, matter. Let's wrap this up with the singles, and let's just go in, in the order. So. Is your single first, Brady? My single is first, so we'll just stay on me for a second. Um, yeah. All yeah. eyes on Grady. All eyes on me, all ears on me, because you're not going to be watching this. You're going to be listening to it, unless we get on that's YouTube. Right. Ooh. Oh, that's a whole 2022? Yeah, you got no, a camera? No, I don't if know we did I do. that, in, If we did that in person, that could be fun, and then I think people would get, you know, could experience my costumes and wardrobe. Yeah, you know? they could a experience of, the full face of kiss makeup. Maybe I'm wearing a Santa hat right now, but we're not doing video because my Wi-Fi is so bad. <laughs> All right. So uh, the single I chose was New Romance by Beach House from their upcoming album Once Twice Melody. And it's not out yet. No, no. But it's they've released. Yeah, they're they releasing like it in four. It's a double parts. album and they're releasing it in four parts. First part so is out, right? Two parts are out. This oh, is from parts. the second part. That's right. So they've released a full album's worth of material. It's like 45 minutes worth of songs. Yeah, it's um, good. Okay. And this is one of them. Yeah, honestly, I feel like everybody's going ape shit over. It. Honestly, yeah, it's pretty good. I've liked every song they've released from it. It's so also far. just like different enough, you know, it's exactly. They're such a consistent band. And I think one of the reasons why they managed to stay interesting to me is that they know where to push themselves About musically without going like way too far where you're like, what the fuck is this? You know, like they're doing things a little <laughs> bit different fire. and in just the right way. And I think this album so far, the songs they've released have been like a culmination of sort of every, everything they've tried over their, you know, their last seven albums um, and doing them in slightly different and new ways. So I'm really excited. I've liked every track. I, you know, I hopefully the whole thing is going to coalesce and, and be really good, but Beach House is pretty much always one of those comfort band for me that I'll probably like anyway, even if it's like not super great of an album. But yeah, these singles have all been really cool. Jake. Nice. Okay, my single perfectly segued. There was nothing 
anything that happened there. We were just talking about Grady's single. Yes. Um, my single is the Yes, That's What Happened. Um, it's the second single called Rise Nyanasha, Cut the Cord by Coed and Cambria from their upcoming still untitled album. Um, but yeah, this is some uh, the first single which I played more than six months ago because Tyler's like, dude, you just picked them a couple episodes <laughs> ago. Like, and I was like, dude, that was I, like at the beginning of the summer. But I feel like there was um, an episode where you flies. picked Coheed and then you picked a Coheed single too. Like the one oh, that Grady was really offended by the ha- album art. Has it been? Oh, that God. was the single that Grady didn't listen to because he deleted it from the playlist. <laughs> and then we did the concept. <laughs> album so has it been? Yeah. Grady was just like, aesthetically, I can't deal with this. So we just got rid of it and was just like, Jake, you need to pick a single. And I was like, you fucking deleted it. Um, classic. Yeah. Classic said, nope, Grady. I'm not listening yeah, to that. Scary nah. shit. Um, anyway. So that one was actually kind of like straightforward, like kind of pentatonic, like blues riff rock and it's actually doing really really well right now it's like their highest charting single ever huh. this this new one is a little more proggy yeah and uh it's got a big old core i love the chorus and i love his background vocals um but yeah it's part two of this new concept that they've got going on they're going out on tour they're playing pappy and harriet's i'm going to that show claudio came out and said that he's been trying to play pappy and harriet's for a really really long time um that's but odd. Yeah, yeah he, he's it's just, it's odd that he really wanted to play that. That's like, yeah, no, I don't, yeah. Gotta I get don't, the pappies. Gotta, gotta get, get pappies. pappies, man. I'm, I'm excited, but yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, the, the, the verse is very riffy, big power chord arena chorus with a lot of OOOs, instrumental break, uh, you know, talking about space battles and destroying and blowing shit up. It's classic Coheed. So I'm sure Grady listened to it this time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, new Definitely. album coming out. Totally listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't that long. <laughs> well, since Jake picked, uh, Iron Maiden and then a Coheed single, I decided to take the chance to pick a, uh, basically non-album album and then pick, uh, another not collab. No, another. Yeah. How new, how new is this? <laughs> it's when I saw actually that I was... really new, but it's another like, um, it's compilation like an unearthed thing. Right? Yeah. It's, it's another like, compilation. Here's an old that thing that you've never yeah. heard before. So I was yeah. like, fuck it. I'm picking this as my single, right, but well, anyway, yeah. it's, it's a track by the band, uh, the night they drove old Dixie down, which I actually enjoy playing the song myself. Um, I didn't which, like it. Which band? The band. Jake, come on. The band. I didn't like this song. You don't like this song? Wait, you guys didn't tell me if you liked yeah, the Coheed song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't listen to it. Fuck you guys. Yeah, we did. I listened to the first 30 seconds of it. I listened That's to it not and the for some part. reason it just reminded me of Costco. I don't know why. Yeah. But don't, that's because no, you pull the shit because I told you about Costco. You what? No, shit. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever, that. that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. I'm just getting Costco vibes from this for some yeah. reason. Costco, really hard I to put hate my finger on. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I picked a single that was basically a freebie for me because I love this band, and there's no the other band? chance. There's no other chance I'm ever gonna get to pick one of their tracks. So here it is. But which band? Yeah, it's an old song, very okay. old song, reissued, and the album's out. It's really fucking long. It's like 
over two hours, but it's called Cahoots. Oh, never um, listening to that. If you're a big fan of them, check it out. Is it a live album? It's a compilation of like different stuff, mostly live. Tyler really was set on doing the compilation. <laughs> oh my God, he... I had multiple <laughs> had picks. I, I was just like, weasel no, in dude. here. <laughs> had to get the compilation. Well, shit fuck in you. There. If I can't, if I can't get a compilation dedicated theme, then I'll pick. A, well, now we're definitely not doing one next year. It's fine. I'm good. I exhausted all my <laughs> yeah, list, yeah. my whole list. You, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listen to it. It's definitely a live recording by the band. Yeah. Um, that's what I'll yep. that's what I'll say yep. by it. Um that nothing it much is. else to it. <laughs> so great, great job, guys. Uh I'll get some I'll get some better internet. Uh I mean, you know, normally we can do these in person now. Oh you know, uh, yeah. Just, we yeah. should definitely just, do that next time because this is gonna be a doozy to to edit. <laughs> yeah, you know, have a have a great time. Um and uh everybody, thank you for listening to us i feel like we did pretty good this year well with all the changes with all the technical difficulties it was still under 90 minutes so i'll take it hey no yeah yeah. you know and you know there's gonna be new format new rules it's gonna be all exciting revamped for season four you're not gonna want to miss out if we get a couple more subscribers to give us some money so we can go to dinner (laughs) uh that'd be great i just need Um, to feed my children yeah, no, Jake's got to pay off the massive debt he bought that soundboard with. So. Yeah, oh no, that was a free soundboard. Couldn't you tell by the audio quality? Uh, <laughs> uh, I do need, I do need money to buy the Persona soundtrack vinyl box. Oh set. shit, uh, so so expensive. No, nah, just I bought, I bought just Persona four. Uh, I can't Good afford choice. the four hundred dollar box. Set. Oh my god, it's yeah. four hundred dollars. Crazy. Yeah, for a sixteen LP video game soundtrack box set, they that were saying to one time. You know, wow. they they were saying like <laughs> when they were trying to figure out the price, the the executives were like, "Well, what if we price it at like five hundred dollars?" And the the guy was like, "You'll never see it coming." <laughs> Man, dude, they have that on the soundboard. It's like, really? you know, oh, you, you gotta never get that. see. I know. It, oh big things are coming, guys. Tyler's going to have a great time editing this shit. Oh, my God. Um, but, <laughs> I did you not know, sign off on this, Jake. <laughs> nah, it's fine. You know, I, but I've been trying to figure out how to do it for a long time. And today I, I sat down and I did it. But, but seriously, for everybody that does listen to it, we know they're fucking long. We know it's just three dudes like fucking going off on each other about music they like or don't like. But <laughs> it's super fun for us to do it. And I never would have thought that when I, I pitched the idea where originally we were just supposed to hang out in person and just the three of us talk about shit that we were listening to, like over dinner, mm-hmm. uh, right. that we would still be hanging out and doing this and finding ways to you know, get it done. And yeah, people do listen to it, whether or not it's just our moms, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's do there. Listen to it. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's there for you whenever you want to listen to it, you know, in 30 um, years, this is going to blow up. <laughs> That's, dude, we're yeah, banking what, on that. Yeah. What could have, what could have been, I'm going to um, need those retirement royalties. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, if your, your mom could pay for retirement dinners at this point <laughs> with inflation, <laughs> uh, Spotify will probably oh be paying God. artists like more than half a cent by then. So, yeah so we just gotta stick with it gotta stick with um but really everybody follow us on uh on instagram what's your record i think we're on twitter barely used staying (laughs) away for yeah staying away from twitter with the spider-man spoilers coming out nobody tell me i'm going on sunday me too i have to wait till sunday i was gonna try out because my siblings are coming down and we're all gonna see it together and i was like this close to going tonight and then lying to them and telling them that I hadn't already seen it. And they were like, please don't be a big nerdy bitch. Tyler uh, won't so see I'm it with going. me. I might. I, I could. 
Okay. Hey, you know what? If he's going to the high school reunion, he might see Spider-Man. Like miracles can happen. Miracles <laughs> do um, I'm so yeah. Oh my anyway, God. All right. and uh follow us on Spotify. We'll see you next year. New season, new rules, new records. Uh that's all I got. All right. Is that it? Any any other parting words, you guys? Nope. I think that's it. All right, great nope. job, everybody. <laughs> pay and, uh, pay your we'll, internet bills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah get get better, get get the fiber. I'm gonna upgrade to fiber next oh, year. Yeah. Fiber. Um. All right. See you in 2022, everybody. Thanks for a great season. Hit it.